Welcome, everybody, to the Bandit Radio Hour. And uh, especially all you queers out there, happy pride, uh, whatever all that is. Uh, which I'm going to hit, yeah, hey, I am being like politically correct with that. Because uh, that is the, turns out, the cue. And, that was uh, the proper context. Yeah, it was. It was right. And uh, turns out we were politically correct since like 94 when we were playing Smear the Q in, uh, in football on the playground. But uh, yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Had a small hiatus. Producer got, uh, he was jailbird for a night and he got out nonviolent. We're all good. We're back on schedule. We're gonna, I had bail money. Yeah, we got a lot more recordings to come because we got time to kill people. No. <laughs> oh. So what are we getting into tonight? There's actually like a, a ton of crap and it just keeps uh, popping in the head. This might just be a shotgun episode of a lot of different topics just scattered and peppered throughout the whole episode. Well, it's hard to stay on track when the world's really on fire. Yeah, it's, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot more processing plants on fire this since the last recording. So that keeps happening. Uh, so... Let's get into it. The first thing I want to talk about tonight is really, well, I mean, I started off with the queers for, for Pride Month for the Q. Since we're talking about Q, let's get into the ultimate Q, Anon. Let's get into Q, Anon. Uh, Merce, thoughts? I don't, I don't even know where to begin because they seem crazy, but then some of it makes sense, and then... I don't kind of talking to you. I'm kind of starting to think that they're just a front. There's, I, there's a part of me that really wants to, uh, to like my natural homing instinct, of course, to be like CIA psyop. Like this is just them. Once I saw that guy with the Buffalo head said he was part of QAnon, like I, no, I, I have no, no credit, like give no all right, credibility. All right. If it was a CIA psyop, which that's my, that's my biasy. And I'm gonna give y'all what my real thought is, what I what I hope it is, honestly. Uh, after this, but if it was a CIA psyop, I would believe Mr. Buffalo Head genuinely believes all the Q stuff, and that that he was like a true believer. I believe like 99% of those people at January I shouldn't probably say that. Yeah. <laughs> I you would know a person is in jail. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a dude around here. They got them versus. Haven't you met him, or did you meet his neighbor? No, I was good friends uh, with with a girl that's that is the neighbor. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's the one that took the podium he's, and like he's got. Podium he's like the long red haired dude. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. He is in deep shit. Yeah, all of them are, man. All of all. And I I know that for a fact. Yeah, dude. They are. Uh, wow. He's from Parish, Florida. Yeah. So if I mean. But if it was a, a CIA psyop or FBI or whatever, uh, there's very few people that are actually like know what the inside. Like, there's like three of them that are kind of pushing the rest of the herding the cows. Just, yeah. just like it's probably the same ratio of cowboys to cattle. It's probably like CIA spooks to everyone else in the club. Uh, but um, what I actually think it is. Or, not what I think it is. What I kind of hope it is. What if this is the best troll that has ever happened? Because it could, because, you know, it started on 4chan. And have you been on 4chan, Merce? Uh, more or less heard about it. And I know that's where, like, some memes came from, like right. Pedo Bear and things. <laughs> that, that's my extensive knowledge <laughs> <Pedo Bear's> of <laughs> 4chan. <laughs> 
It's not as bad as it sounds, but you see the image of it and you're like, oh, I get what they're going for with that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, I totally get what they're going for. Uh, and, and Pepe the Frog, it was like, that's where he got turned into a meme okay. pretty much. Uh, by the way, did you ever hear about the guy that invented Pepe? No. Who's like heartbroken that like these all, not even all writers, just shit posters really took his frog. Like he wrote, drew it for some cartoon strip or something and they hijacked it and made it their own. And he's, I don't even think he's a real hardcore left winger. Let's just say he's a centrist or something. He's like, they took my creation and made it a political weapon. And I'm like, yeah. Sorry, friend. Yeah, they did. But so the nature of 4chan, imagine if it was like uh, Facebook. Like, this is the best analogy I can give of it. There's Facebook, but there's different, uh, like, pages that you can like and everybody is anonymous okay they're like you can have a site i actually so think legion. <laughs> yes cringe middle school hacker they are legion anonymous no, no no but like it's all anonymous users so it keeps it really like you can let it fly and that's the gist of the site is you won't get caught you won't get uh what do they call it when they expose your 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 blah but basically, they call you out. Like they call out when they find your identity, where you work at, and all, all that stuff. Yeah, that's when they send the SWAT team. Yeah, dude, have you heard about like Tim Pool's show and these other big YouTube shows that are not with the quote-unquote message? Like, so Tim Pool has more ratings than CNN primetime, right? Right. Uh, he and he's. I, I guess you would best call him, like, I wouldn't associate him at all one iota with the Libertarian Party, but you would call him, like, a libertarian-ish reporter okay. who has a very big following. Probably leans conservative, but very open left-wing stuff, too. And uh, they have been swatted. I don't want to exaggerate. I believe, lowball number, five times in the past year. And do you know what SWATed it, means? Yeah, it's when they send the SWAT team to your house. Yeah, and they... But are they still in the same location and the SWAT team shows up five times? Dude, yes, but like they're live filming and they're like, oh, we got to stop the friggin' SWAT or the bomb squad or yeah. the something has shown up. You now, feel like after five times, the bomb squad would just call back. Do, do you really have... Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you would think. Uh, and another guy who who's like a real... Uh, Shouldn't say a real right winger, but I'd say socially leans right. Like he's always kind of a culture warrior. He's called the quartering. He he got swatted as well. And it's right. like, man, that's pretty wild that media figures are having. Pl- and no, are and they? It started. It started over like Xbox. Like you beat me at Call of Duty. I'm sending the SWAT team to your house. But I mean, like you think about it. Like think about how big of news it would be if CNN's primetime show. The SWAT team showed up in the middle of it with guns and was like, everybody get down. We got called about a threat. Like, think about how many New York Times articles there would be about that. Think about how much, like, on Fox News, they'd be like, oh, the some douche on CNN show just got in. If the SWAT team showed up here, they would just laugh. Yeah. These idiots. As long as they don't look in the box in the backyard. Yeah. But. Don't. Yeah. Never mind. Boats. But. 4chan. 4chan. So my hope is, is that there's just some dude out there that was like, how could I get people riled up? And was like, hey, everybody, I'm really a top secret. So like, do you know what QAnon was? 
like specifically. No. no. All right. Well, we'll get in this. I literally didn't know what it was until the dude with the buffalo head. Okay. I do not know it verbatim, but the gist of it that I know is on 4chan, somebody said, I am Q. Uh, I, my name's Q. And so it was like, you know, I told you everyone's name is literally anonymous and then a number like on. Charlie's Angels? Q. Yeah, but it was Q <laughs> Anon, so yeah. anonymous. So Q got on like I think the political the political message board or the the page of politics, and said like, "Hey, I'm actually a Trump insider, and y'all y'all might have heard my name in the news before, but you won't recognize it off the top of your head. I have the inside scoop that the Democrats are actually sucking the blood out of babies, and that Trump is actually planning on." Uh, pulling in the voter fraud and flipping the election and we're going to return to the constitution. He'd like, he would release a little blurp and then like two weeks later, he'd release another little blurp. If it was even the same fricking guy, that's the thing about, about 4chan is that this might not even be the same person. It's like, th- like 3000 cues. No, but well, there was like five or six, maybe more than that big post that was like, and they'd always end like, well, he would be like, and just watch for when the wolf walks across television. And they'd be like, oh, watch Wolf Blitzer this weekend for what QAnon's talking about. Like, oh, like, like, like Gypsy Riddle. D- oh, <laughs> dude, it was, it's like, and here's the thing. Like, as much as I, I grew up in the rural South and as much as I love my brothers that out there do everything that is the rural South, God, a lot of them hate this fuck line sinker. It's like, by God, we're charging Washington. And we're, and, I'll be the first to say when I saw it happening on TV, I was like, it's happening! It's happening! We're, and it's not even because I wanted Trump to win. I just thought we were overthrowing the gun. Yeah, it's like, about time someone's doing it. I was like, yeah! BLM, they're, go, go there and we're cool. <laughs> yeah. It's screwed and it needs to burn. Yep. Uh, well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, symbolically. Symbolically. <laughs> Financially and nonviolently. There we go. Yes. That's a good way to put yes. it. Yes. Um, I wish no harm to anybody. No, but, me, me but neither. It, it's, it's bad. Yeah. So, uh, so that was Q. And I don't know. There's just a big part of me that really hopes it was some chaotic troll that so, I mean, ruined a lot of people's lives by getting them. But did he do it or did they do it by listening to a guy on the internet? <laughs> All you people listening to a guy on the internet. <laughs> Answer me that. Oh, we're going meta. But like my my real thoughts on QAnon, it, it's kind of split between like it's either just some dude trolling or it's. I mean, it would be pretty beneficial to the central government to have a lot of these anti... I wouldn't even call the, like, Trumpers anti-government, but I'd call them very government-questioning to have a lot of them look really bad. you got to admit, like, that benefits, like, the CIA and the media and all these people that are trying to say they're all bad people, which, you know, like, how many people were at the Capitol protest slash riot? I don't know. It seemed like a lot. I know there was a lot at the. I know a lot were at the the Trump rally. Yeah. But I don't know actually how many from that yeah. actually. Went Let down. Let's say like even the Trump rally. Let's say, you think it's less than fifty thousand people. I'm sure that number's there somewhere. Somewhere. All right, but it's like, and how many people actually voted for Trump? Millions. The like, yeah, and even like I'm not even saying. I don't know. I haven't seen enough evidence to 
know what if any election is rigged. Like to me, it's all a bunch of a whole yeah. lot of faith we're putting in a system that doesn't seem so faithful. Uh, but even disregarding that, like there's millions and millions of people that voted for this guy that didn't even go to one damn rally. Right. <laughs> like, like, and they're they're you know voted for him. Voted for this New York real estate mogul who likes everything flashy and got Gucci and gold. But like rednecks aren't attracted to that. No. But but they voted for him sheerly out of just spite for the system that that's ignored them. Like, uh, Dave Smith has this great thing where the where he says that you know how the rest of the media literally like called these people deplorables, called like you know always uses these terms. He's like, all Donald Trump, like, you know, the media was like, we, we hate you. And Donald Trump would just be like, I don't hate you. I kind of think you're okay. <laughs> I kind of think you might be the good part of this country. I'm not even saying Donald Trump believed anything he was saying, but he's just like, y'all are just leaving these but cards. People were literally wearing shirts and bumper stickers that said deplorable. Like yeah. It, it. Yes. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm just going to pick up these cards y'all are le- leaving on the table and body slam y'all with them and that was the best part of him being president like yeah i got my complaints about him i don't know the best part still for me was just watching some of the debates like i've just never been like it was like like watching like a like a rap battle because it was just like oh no he did it (laughs) shane gillis and i'm like butchering his joke by the way if there's a free youtube special that people need to watch that is hilarious shane gillis on youtube he has a comedy special that's great but one of his just is like you know how how debates used to be was like the senator would go up there and be like i am a christian husband that loves america and everyone would be like it's cool. I like that guy. I like that guy. He's cool. Another guy would go up there and be like, I am a war veteran that loves the military and loves America. And they're like, whew, this is a tough race, man. You know, that's too. And then you get Trump that walks up there and is like, the president of the United States was a rapist. And they're just all like, what did he just do? <laughs> like, wh- what? How do you follow that? <laughs> no, and, and God bless Rand Paul, who like I love. I like Rand Paul for a for a senator. I I like him. Uh, that's kind of a derogatory term for me, senator. But I I like him. Like the crack dealer might be a more honor honorable term to me. But even he's like everybody. Come on, all this guy is doing is name calling, and he's even confusing things. Like he's saying China's part of the TPP when it has absolutely nothing to do with the TPP. Or like China and Japan are linked together, and they absolutely aren't in the TPP. And Trump just goes, everybody, he's in fifth place. I mean, come on. Like look at you, you curly haired shit. <laughs> I. Feel what you want about him. It's impressive. Yeah, no, it, what, like, I liked Rand Paul the most out of all the people on that stage. And I'm like, that's kind of beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I would love to have Donald Trump's self-confidence. <laughs> it's like he went to a boxing match and just pulled out a gun and shot the guy. I mean, that's... I am the greatest. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it, I love Donald Trump, uh, the, the candidate... I shouldn't say love. No, that's that's a real bad word. I greatly, greatly enjoyed and admired Donald Trump, the candidate in the first like year of Donald Trump, and after that, no, no, there. 
Well, that, a bit much. <laughs> at, to, to bring it back around to that rally, I remember him just giving that speech like at the end of it. And y'all can YouTube like Donald Trump at the end of the rally. He reminds me so much of a little kid that pissed the bed and doesn't want you to know about it. He's like, listen, everybody, I think we should go home like right now. <laughs> like, like, let's just pack it up, go home. We weren't supposed to go to the Capitol. Got a little out of hand. I, I like my stuff. I like owning my stuff. Don't want to go to jail. <laughs> That's kind of spot on. Yeah, yeah, it's it, but you know I don't, I don't know if I blame the guy if I brought a protest to D.C. and they started pissing in the Capitol. They didn't pay in the Capitol, so we know. I want to, I want to say I'd apologize, but I know me, <laughs> which is why I will never be in a position to have such power. I would have doubled down. Yeah, that's. The, <laughs> but to go from that, like I'll give you, QAnon was like some crazy. Here's the thing. What the actual like parts of it I have read, I'm like half of that might be true. It's real Alex Jonesy stuff. That'd probably be the best way. You're like, oh, you got me seventy percent of the way. Then you're talking about interdimensional vampires that are sucking out babies' life forces. Like you're, no, <laughs> like maybe, but show me something besides words on that. Uh, but to contrast to that, so you know that's the real like, uh, I don't know. You don't hear many people saying that stuff really loud in public and on Twitter and stuff like that. But have you ever heard of the term blue anon? No. It's such a neat contrast to it. Instead of QAnon, it's like the left's version of it. And it's not like a real thing. There's not like a guy called blue. <laughs> like, you know, it's not, but well, like... There's a dog. But <laughs> there was a dog. <laughs> and it changed, damn it. Um, I really liked that when I was a kid. Probably till I was like too old for to be comfortable with my friends knowing I liked blue clothes. My little sister was like, <laughs> like a lot younger than me, so I got away with it. Like, oh, it's just on Babysitting. Take me away, Steve. Let's find those clues and it, escape it this harsh reality. I, I needed that closure. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I got on drugs for a little while. <laughs> they wouldn't let me on the network studio that I'm often. He had, he had to wear a hat now because he's bald. <laughs> But anyway, blue and odd. So here's the great thing about it. And it's it, it helps frame when you actually hear these claims. Like when the media was saying the things, and listen, in my heart of hearts, I truly believe Trump should be like tried for war crimes just for what he signed off on and didn't stop in Yemen. And he had all the power in the world. To, he could sign a piece of paper and make it stop. And he didn't. So um, that's on him. In my opinion, but like outside of that, almost every president could be tried. To work absolutely, back. like he's right there with the rest of them. <laughs> uh, but when they were saying like Donald Trump is a Russian agent, like think about the leaps. Like I'm trying to think. Like all right, I, I like conspiracy theories. Let me try to wrap my head around this one. The guy that's been an American venture capitalist <laughs> since the since the at least as far as I know since the early '80s has been a part of every single slice of Americana, uh, not every but the New York scene absolutely with the backing of people on the left and the right throughout his career, different civil rights leaders, <coughs> different people on all well I just said left and right but all across the political spectrum. This guy's the Russian asset. I, like, I look at it from Russia's point of view. Yeah, we want that guy. That, that. <laughs> did, you, did, you hear, did you hear his last speech? Did you hear what he said? Yeah, and, we're, we're going we're gonna to put him in charge. And, and now, don't get me wrong. I could see, like, 
The amount of conspiracy that would take is like Illuminati levels to make that happen. Now, I could see Russia seeing an opportunity to be like, hey, this guy seems really div- divisive. Like, he div- yeah. really. No, I'm not even saying Donald Trump's like intentionally divisive. Just like, oh, this guy's having an effect on the country. We can get a bunch of bot farms to follow his page and pump him up and say stuff about him because they have can found use it, can use it to their advantage. Can, yeah, yeah, like the, I, I could believe that, but it's like, all right, then I, the, I think at the end of the day, Donald Trump loves America, but I also think Donald Trump makes some bad decisions sometimes based on his yeah. ego. Hey, I'm not even knocking the man for this. I believe above all things, Donald Trump loves Donald Trump. Oh, of course. And hey, above all things, I love me and the things that. I love, like, like that make me, I love my kids because that makes me feel good. Oh, bacon. Yeah, bacon's great. Glad for the pig, but not really. Bacon's great. Um, But, so what I'm getting in with this blue anon is you can just, like, kind of start applying it to different chunks. It's it's just as crazy of a thought as QAnon in in relation to some of this other stuff. Like, uh. Like the fact that the Russians were placing bounties on American soldiers, like they, you remember that story, right? With which, by the way, all this stuff conveniently ties to Russia in the past five years or whatever. All these claims or whatever. And now it's like, oh, now NATO's in a fight against Russia. See, they were the bad guys all along, even though all of our reports about them were like absolutely wrong. Like the thing about the mercenaries hunting the Americans, like from three years ago, was completely bogus, completely made up. Yeah. Uh, like they had to walk it back. Uh, so that's my little flip on that. It's not so blue and on, not an official thing, but it's definitely fun to just kind of slap on them. And when I say slap on them, keep keep your hands to yourselves, people. But uh, all right, unless uh, they need it. But you can't hold me liable. No, we're not liable. Allegedly, uh, hypothetically, all the things we're supposed to say to make it where we don't get the coppers on us. Uh, so, all right, we're going we're gonna to take a break from the serious stuff. And actually, we're going to talk about something super serious, super duper serious. Did I tell you about the are Chinese? We, are we getting super serial? Oh, super, okay. Uh, first of all, did I tell you about the Chinese super baby? No. All right, one last serious thing. Kind of serious. All right, they were talking about this on Joe Rogan. I, it uh, sounds like it's not going to be serious, though, when you lead off with Chinese super baby. So, in China, they were... Uh, a doctor going against the government's wish, but the government didn't know about it. This was just a rogue agent. Uh, developed the genetics for twins to be born that were HIV resistant. And it's like one of the first examples of manipulating genetics to get like the kind of child you want to be born. Uh, as it's come out, and this, that, that happened like couple i guess long enough for at least a fetus to develop because they're talking they're calling the babies the something twins they got a name it's like shiny twins or something anyways one of the accidental byproducts is uh the baby will have a super high threshold for intelligence so no aids and super smart no age part's cool. <laughs> but, but is, is the intelligence but, just because they're Asian? <laughs> sure, sure. Or, or is it a high threshold for frickin' Asians? Oh, uh, <laughs> like, dude, that's a, oh, God, minds are going to explode. The Boys is about to be a docuseries. Oh, man. So <clears throat> I had to slip that in there. 
speaking of that, I, I got to tell y'all about my producer setup out here. So like two out, out the windows of his studio apartment that is actually a trailer, uh, you see beautiful like Florida forestry and pasture around you. But what would probably be the largest screen in the place is constantly playing something called MeTV, which is, Merce, is this basically public access television? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the Carol Burnett show is on right now. It, it's, not, it's not literal public access television, but cause that's where, like, people can make their own stuff and put it on, right? But that's it's... Like, like us? Yeah. We got the internet, homie. <laughs> We're millennials. No, but this is like, there's nothing older than 1900. All film before 1900. (laughs) Like this is the only channel homeboy has uh, that works on his TV. And every time I come over or recording, it's, it's like literally we're watching a lady from the fifties in crazy color, try on a big diamond necklace with a really creepy looking dude behind her. Yeah. She looks creepy. Anyways. Uh, one thing that keeps popping up and it, it scarred in my memory was a, Mr. Rod Sterling's The Twilight Zone. And not like the newer remakes that were all pretty terrible and hacky. I'm talking about OG, homeboy smoking a cigarette. Black and white. Black and white moral lessons about life. And like, dude, the acting is garbage. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it comes the, on at midnight and I've usually fallen asleep and I have bad dreams. <laughs> That'd be terrible to fall asleep to. Or wake up to. Dude, the that too the soundtracks are the creepiest oh dude they're really haunting uh and like dude when it was up there the one i remember that terrified me uh it's so it's like a woman living on the prairie and she's by herself and it's like she's cooking food and stuff like that and a little tiny alien like ufo lands on her roof and she starts experiencing like aliens, like what would be like the size of action figures to us, like messing with her and like trying to get stuff. And anyway, she ends up like going, this like looks like it's taking place like the 1800s on the frontier. Uh, anyway, she ends up like smashing their ship and on the ship, it says like U S air force. And it turns out like she was an alien and we were explorers and they're She's giants. And we're actually like normal size. And ooh, it was good. Because they stayed in spacesuits, you couldn't tell those people. But, anyways, Space communists. <laughs> knowing Rod Sterling, said, you know what? It's like those beatniks and stuff that I love from that era. Like it's like, oh, dude, they make so much sense. We look up like their politics. Oh, they're like socialists. Not just socialists. They're like socialists that like the Nazis. <laughs> like like a weird like what? <laughs> National socialists. Imagine that. Damn it. You, not you, Hefner. Who was the who was the pilot, fav, famous aviator who ended up? Chuck Yeager. Lindbergh, Charles oh, Lindbergh. Lindbergh. He was like an advent, like, like, yeah, we got to tell these Jews one for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you shouldn't say that while you're flying around the world, dude. <laughs> they're they're in a lot of places. They they don't really they're not known for just sticking around one spot. He's got a crazy history too dude like did his kid get kidnapped yeah but they think they did it themselves for like publicity that's like a whole thing Ooh, yeah that's a fun conspiracy yeah i didn't know no, that. Re- there's some there's some stuff on Lindbergh. i know henry ford i think was pretty fond of I, when i say pretty fond and you gotta like realize like we know looking back that like they were killing jews yeah. when it's americans that are like saying they like this stuff i 
if there's reports of it, it's like hearing fringe conspiracy theories today. Like, oh, yeah, they're rounding them up. And, and yeah. you know, it's, it's, that sounds like something crazy like they do in Australia. Or, yeah. 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 Um, so let me think. So we got Chinese Super Baby. We got... Well, I don't know, what, what was your... What was your favorite Twilight Zone episode? Probably the one. Or no, that... scariest. One that freaked you out the most. Because I think there's a difference. I don't know. It Because it, I fly planes, it still might have been the one with the gremlin. On oh, the dude. Dude, they made that thing look terrifying. Yeah. With uh, Shatner. Yeah. And the, like the graphics are... How do I explain it? They're like, costume design is so terrible, and the film is so terrible, and the graphics are so terrible. It's not real graphics, but just the quality of the video. It, all that together somehow makes it look unnervingly terrifying. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, didn't like it. And then, like I said, the, then the ones when I was in high school was The Outer Limits. And that one was sheer terror. Now, see, I remember I remember seeing this. It was sort of like The Outer Limits. I remember the intro, and I remember it scared. Scaring the hell out of me. And I remember watching some X-Files that didn't really scare me that much. I didn't watch the X-Files. They scared me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do scary. <laughs> no. No, Mer- <laughs> Mercer does not do scary. Uh, but, like, all right, give me one Outer Limits episode. Because I, I can't... I remember them terrifying me. I can't remember the first detail. There was one. They're, like, on an alien planet. And there's these, like, alien worm things that are, like, trying to attack them and eat them and run them down. And they're, like, like kind of almost like alien. Where, like, they're, like... Like popping out of them, and they're like, it's oh, like the movie Alien. Yeah, yeah. Like it's these worm things, and they're like just chasing these people down. And they're like trying to hide from them in the trees, and yeah, it, I didn't like that one. <laughs> I had it. I was about to ask, how do they get in the person? And my immediate terrible mind was like, well, where'd be the easiest place for a worm to get to? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> stop that. Yeah, they were like these snake worm things. And it was just terrifying. Yeah. I, I just remember seeing, like, dude, I couldn't have been any older than four or five when that show was on. Uh, I remember seeing a really hot, sexy woman. And, like, my mind is going, like, I didn't even know the word sexy, but I was like, that woman is that. Yeah. Like, I'm very attracted to her. Please be my girlfriend. Uh, but, so, yeah. That, I wish I could remember. Maybe, maybe something I have to go back and watch some more of. I'm not. Um. Hey, speaking of watching, have you not watched the first minute of any of the uh, uh, Count Dankula videos I've sent you? I have not watched. It. No, you, I, I, like, I I should. I see the links come through and like I read like this is this you need to watch this yeah. and I'm just like oh look Minecraft. <laughs> In my producer's defense, like my stuff is either hit or miss that I send. Like it's either knocking it out of the park or it's like. Josh, why'd you have me listen to this bohemian chant for well, 12 I have, hours? I like, such bad ADHD. Like, I can't just make myself sit. Like, I'm usually doing something. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that later as I lie to myself. Well, then I'm, I'm going to shamelessly rip off uh, uh, Count Dankula because I actually, like, want to talk about it a little bit. But uh, I didn't tell you about the real-life Alaskan Avenger. No. All right, so get this story. There's a homeboy living up in Alaska, hence the name. And he, growing up, he has a mom, I think an older brother, and a stepdad. Dad's out of the picture. And stepdad is abusing him in some pretty awful 
ways. Like show me where you touched you. Yeah, 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 yeah. like bad stuff. Yeah, and so he, when he finally gets a chance, like to report it to the police. I think like when a teacher asks him about some bruises. Uh, he go like the police come to the mom and the mom is like, Oh, my husband would never do a, such a thing. And goes to her son's like, don't be ratting on your family to the cops. Uh, yeah. Awful, horrible stuff. So like the guy in his teenage years, uh, is it Alabama or Alaska, <laughs> this, the Northern Alabama, <laughs> the Alabama of the North, the great white Alaska. So, uh, homeboy starts getting into drugs when he's a teenager, can't hold down a steady job. His life's taking a downward spiral. And, uh, at this point, like they show pictures of him and man, imagine just a walking incarnation of 1993, like bleach blonde hair, kind of like pulled back in a ponytail, kind of a little bit like meth worked out. Like, like he lifts weights, but his skin's tight. Ultra baggy jeans. Baggy jeans, like a, a must, a, a tank top shirt with a sunset on it, a hookah necklace, uh, and some tattoos all over him. And he just kind of breaks down one day and gets the idea to look up his local sex offender registry. And, uh, I hope this is going where I think it's going. It's definitely going where you think it's going. And he decides, like, to take all this anger and frustration he has out. And he looks up, uh, now he had a criteria. He started on the list with the people that did the most horrible crimes and served the least amount of time. Solid hours, right? <laughs> like, like <laughs> pretty simple one. Uh, and he went to, I think, the first guy's house. Showed up, knocked on the door, and I might be... Listen to the thing yourself on Count Danky, like all the Alaskan Avenger, a lot more detail. Anyways, first homeboy, he takes a hammer to, and I don't think he ever kills anybody, but be, like goes to his house, Why knocks... Why you leave a witness? I just don't think he wanted to kill anybody. Uh-oh. He robbed him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, <laughs> he robs the shit out of everybody he beats up uh, he, I think he only does it to two people because the second guy says like describes him and says like he also like out of his like bleeding eye socket is like he also had a list with a long long list of names on it so the police end up tracking him down and uh, when he goes to court so he's like anti-child rape Robin Hood yeah, well, like, dude, beat, beat some and rob some. Dude, don't get it, and it gets even kind of better. Like he's only after the second one, and he he gets busted somehow, and he's in prison. Uh, and he well, got yeah, he left a witness. <laughs> he, he left a witness, but he goes to prison, and what they do, and this was the brilliant twist Count Dankula had on it. Uh, when he got sent, when he got a sentence, and his brother like was there, and his brother's always been like close to him, and so like I guess his brother ended up being more successful, but like tried to help him and. Uh, when he got his sentence that he was going to a max prison for like vigilanteism and assault, he just got a smile from ear to ear because now he was going to where all these people were locked up. <laughs> it's like that scene from uh, uh, the Watchmen where he's like, you're in here with me. <laughs> Dude, pr- pretty much. And I, I guess... Now that he's uh, he actually qu- started qualifying for parole, uh, and he came to the conclusion that his violence was wrong and that he shouldn't uh, shouldn't have put his hands on others. And he's learned his lesson. He's going to try to get along with society, as the YouTuber said, which is something I'd probably say if I was coming up for parole for what I yeah, did. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but here's here's my question: like, 
where was justice served? I'd have bought him another hammer. Like, dude, like through this crackhead or through the state? And like, don't get me wrong. Vigilant, I'm not advocating. I bought him more crack. I, I'm not advocating for like people to be vigilantes like tomorrow. I'm not advocating for people like to risk their family and stuff to go take the law into your hands. That's stupid. I'm not doing that. No comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like this idea that like this thing we pay all this money to is here to help us out and make things fair. Like there's, I'm not saying right now they're prosecuting people that defend themselves with firearms more than they are people that are attacking them or breaking into their house. But the scale is definitely like sliding in that direction. Uh, the only exception I can think of is how popular open carry is our constitutional carry. Like I think right now it's in, 22 states or something like that. I check the, I don't know about them numbers. Check that. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I do know, did they pass that gun law today or yesterday? No, I don't need no gun law. No, I mean, if, hopefully. But I, I, no, I'm not up to speed on that. No, I, I saw that 14 Republicans voted for it, which if I'm being a hundred percent honest is less than I expected. Um, I guarantee you one of them was iPatch Boy. I don't know. I shouldn't guarantee that because I don't know. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would find somebody and bet them $5. I would risk $5 that Dan Crenshaw voted yes on it. I can see that. I don't want it to be true, but I, I, could, I could see that. Oh, I want it. I, uh, he's, he's the preacher smoking crack that I talked about the other episode. Like I'd, As much as I don't like Bernie Sanders, I'm like, at least he's somewhat consistent with his like, all right, he wants to redistribute wealth while he kisses the establishment's ass. Like, all right, at least he's honest about it. Yeah. I'd rather know the wolf than the wolf being sheep's clothing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Like one last serious thing to get into tonight. And then we're just going to let the shit fly. Uh, I got to talk about one of the most interesting damn conversations I've ever heard in my life. And it was between, all right, who I'm going to say it is and what it is was like very surprising. It was between a Miss Blair White, who is a YouTube, like pretty big personality, uh, who used to be a dude and is now a chick, is trans, tranny, whatever. And she was talking to a dude named Buck Angel that used to be a chick. Now, let me tell you first and foremost, this dude, Buck Angel, pissed me off because the fact that he used to Is be... It, he's the... Dude, I'm already... Confused. Yeah, I know. It's going to get a little confused. I'm going to call him what, what they genuinely looked like, and this is why it pissed me off. This guy that used to be a girl, and I guess like he's kind of famous for being one of the first people to truly go through like the trans, like from woman to man, like full. So, so she she to he. Yeah, she to he. Okay, she was one of the first successful, and like a lot of the experimental stuff was done to him. And here's why I say that: the dude's got more facial hair than I can grow. He's got bigger biceps than I do. If you look at this guy. 
it's a dude. I mean, you'd be like, hey, man, what's up? What lager are you drinking? Like, now here's... It, Here's the beauty of this conversation. And no, I, I know it's Pride Month, but don't worry. I'm not trying to just sell products here by this conversation. What they were talking about was like, hey, here's why conservatives are right and why this pride shit needs to calm down before we start getting lynched. And they, what they brought up was like, all right, they both admitted they're, they're like, all right, we're weird. Like, this is a weird thing to happen to a human. Like, admittedly, like that, oh, I was born this way and really I feel this way and I'm going to pay a bunch of money and get chopped up and have all, and take this medicine and have my whole body changed. And they're like, to start advocating that kids do this, they're like, you're out of your mind. Like, you're at, like, this is, and it was so refreshing to hear this from people of that community. I suggest everybody check it out. And if, if you feel any un comfortability with like that kind of stuff which i get like, like i do yeah first of, <laughs> hey and i like most of my friends are country boys and i get it but like for me like as a it i love i love conversations that break the paradigm right i love i love hearing a communist redneck so I'm like, you're not supposed to exist. Like, <laughs> like, like, and he's like, hell no, man. I don't like this boss, man. We should all be paid the same. And like, and I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't agree, but damn, you're something fascinating. How did you come to these thoughts on your own? You know, great example of this, something like kind of mainstream and recently, Tucker Carlson, which we all know who he, he's the, I still yell at him every now and then when he's on TV, but he's the best thing at Fox News by far. Uh, he had on Jimmy Dore who is like an avowed socialist. And, okay. and all they did was agree on stuff. Of like, yeah, these guys are really taking all of our money and just giving it to the big shots at the top, like the government and the big corporations. And Tucker's like, yeah, they are. <laughs> and Jimmy's like, see, we both agree on that. We just disagree what to do after that. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of, you know, that's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to have the most popular right-winger and the most popular... Jimmy Dore show gets like some, he might not get millions, but he's in the hundreds of thousands. I, I bet he has hundreds of thousands of views easily. He's one of the more popular left, good left wing voices. Uh, so hearing this conversation between them two, back to Blair White and Buck Angel. Uh, Buck Angel, like I respect for having what, this. What porn star names? Oh, Buck Angel was a porn star, by the oh. way. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever, I'm going to make money off of being a freak. And I'm like, I can respect, like, what I don't want. Capitalism. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, go do it, dude, at whatever. Uh, <laughs> and it was such a neat, like, just, uh, it, was, it was refreshing just hearing people going, like, we're weird and that's, it's okay to be weird. We don't need to make this normal. We don't need to make this a fad. We don't need to make a bunch of rednecks super pissed off at like every one of us that exists. Y'all get it in your best self-interest. Like, and, and you know, and here's the thing that there, there was this great political cartoon I saw. I think, I think it was like two years ago. And you remember not the one I see every Sunday <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly. No, this was uh, a, a couple of years ago. And you remember the March on Wall Street? What the hell was it? Occupy uh, Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, that, that was it. 
uh, well, the political cartoon says like some time ago, and it shows like the top. Like you see a you see a big, fat bank executive, uh, sitting at his desk, and in his glass wall behind him, you see the protest outside of like, "Give us your money, you top one percent," and all that. And uh, like someone sitting with them, they go like, "Man, what can we do to get rid of like get these people off our sin?" He goes, "Oh, introduce them to identity politics, like get them." chomping at each other and they'll right. they'll forget about us and now you get chase bank sponsoring pride parades and all oh, no one really cares so much about the top one percent which if i'm being honest i don't care about the top one percent if it's just off of purely i don't know as long as it's not ill-gotten gains i don't care took the words out of my mouth uh and the top 1% we have right now, like I get the lefties point of like most of them is ill gotten gains. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Most of it's with some of my money, not most of my money. Cause I'm a poor, but uh, <laughs> they got it mostly with other people's money, but still some of it's mine. I don't like that. Uh, so yeah, I highly suggest people check that out. Uh, that uh, Blair white and what buck angel who really, it, me and Merce weren't ever very good at growing facial hair in high school and all that stuff. Couldn't, couldn't buy beer till we were 21, definitely. And this person has a genetic predisposition to not growing this stuff and grows it better than I do. And I'm like, whatever, I'll stay clean shaven. What exactly is it taking? I don't, oh, well, like, dude, that was one of the refreshing things. She, he's... I'm going to call them what they are now. Uh, What he says, he's like, oh, like, you know, a lot of the drugs I took, like, messed me up. Like, were terrible for me. Like, some of it was poison. And he goes, but... But you're saying he got facial hair. (laughs) I see what you're getting at. I see what... You want to know that specific drug that gave him that. I think he just rubbed a porcupine on his face. So whatever stuck, he just let it stay. But no, like, he was talking about stuff like... uh, some of the first hormone therapy he did or something like that, like made him, se- maybe not that specifically, but as well, he's talking about that or doing something like it made his body septic. And he, if he wouldn't have gotten to the hospital 10 minutes later than he did, he would have died. Like, and he's like, this is like in the late eighties. He's like, so we got better technology than we did back then. He goes, but like to say, there's just no risk and go ahead and try. And listen, if you're over 18 and you got the money to do so, and you want to, chop it you got enough faith to want to chop you off of one of your privates and change it god bless you dude debt whatever like knock yourself out like We're using all the wrong terms uh, <laughs> i tell you i'll tell you right now if god came down from the clouds and said josh i'm real here's proof of my existence you need to chop it off i'd be like oh man i might be having a hallucination <laughs> like that's a lot of faith to have to that I, I hope it's like abraham <laughs> he, like, he like waits right until you do it. He's like, oh no, I just wanted to make sure you go through with it. But you see, God, I'm not. I'm not going through with it. <laughs> but you see, God could read your mind, <laughs> and he'd be like, ah. but if he knows, <laughs> I know. <laughs> what if I hit myself with a rock? <laughs> oh man, so oh, that's a lot of faith, and whatever you know, and that's the thing. Every, I'm pretty sure every. American, even the the most right wing redneck I know, if I was to say like, "Hey, you care if someone's a freak if they do it with their own money and not one dime of yours?" I'm sure they're like, "Whatever, keep it away from." Merce, do you care? What's your answer? I don't care. I just 
keep don't, it away don't, from yeah, me. Just don't make me deal with it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care what yeah. you do. Just and, don't shove it in my face. And it's pretty hard to make Merce deal with it because he's literally out in the middle of nowhere in a trailer in a pasture. I chose my pasture. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Because <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. Everybody's happy. You Trust me. Y'all don't want to deal with him. He doesn't want to deal with y'all. I'm a liaison. Uh, but where a lot of people are like throwing up, throwing up their flags and getting what sounds like their pitchforks and torches ready, which I'm, is, did you see the video that came out of Dallas of drag your kids to pride? I mean, that's how they do it in Dallas. <laughs> you know what? All the Texans I knew would probably agree with that statement. No, like legitimately, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, so it was a school event where they took the kids to a drag show. And here's the thing. Let me let me hit a brief pause. When I say a drag show, I've heard this argument come up in the past week that not all drag shows are sexual. And I got to say, I think there's a point to that. I actually remember in my small town, there was something called the Strawberry Festival. The 99 cent pageant. Yeah, dude, that's okay. You remember, I was yeah. thinking about this. Yeah, and I remember being like eight. That made me leave would let me watch. Yeah, dude, I remember being like eight to nine years old. <laughs> Your dad would. Your dad would be like, we're getting ahead of this queer shit. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> but I remember being with my mom, and she and I was like, I remember seeing a big white dress running like down and like where the strawberry event is held the strawberry festival watermelon watermelon festival it's like where it's like woodsy kind of with some open grounds a lot of tall oaks i remember seeing this dress i'm like the dress caught my eye and then as i look just a big man is wearing the dress and looking back he's dressed like marilyn monroe and the the thing was the point of the pageant wasn't anything sexual. Correct me if I'm wrong, Merce. It was like... Just to be the most over the top. Over the top, who was the like prettiest pig kind of thing. Yeah. Who, what guy... And they would not try to look pretty. And a lot of them were good old boys. A lot of them were half drunk and yeah. just partying <laughs> like they were in college again. Like that was... But I remember even at eight, year old, eight years old when my mom was like, oh, that kind of explained that. Like that's just boys being... That's men being silly and just putting on... Dr- I remember my brain just going like, not this is bad. This is weird. This is weird. And like my little brain's like trying to go, but that's something girls wear. And I could like, I could see if a boy was confused and put one on, but these are grown men and grownups know what they're doing. And why are grownups doing this thing that. The bandit's brain. Oh dude. Like state like And like, I'm trying to figure it out now saying that I don't think that hurt anybody. I, I think like legit like maybe some more people laugh. Than more people laugh. Maybe some really really like deep right rednecks exhibit A. Your dad, <laughs> but that I love like it was like we ain't staying around for this. Maybe some that are like secretly like oh I can't have these thoughts. We need to get out of here right now. <laughs> or else I think about Uncle Touchy Touch. I mean Uncle Tim. <laughs> but uh, they uh like. So th- there is a point, like, I remember some of this stuff. No, there wasn't anything like that. However, the pictures that were on Twitter of what was going on at this bar in Dallas, that there were kids my kid's age at 
putting dollars in G-strings of drag queens that are, like, doing splits and doing lap dances and, like, dude, and there's... Mercer has no comment. (laughs) Wise Mercer. (laughs) Mercer is wise beyond his years. Um, But, like... One, what the living hell? Like, I don't care if it, it, even if it wasn't gay, if it was all straight people and it was women like that were doing it, like, no, like you don't, yeah. you don't do that with kids. Like, yeah. it, uh, but who I feel the worst for is like I, uh, is the people that are in that community that are abhorred by this, and they're like, stop, stop being in our community and showing like doing crap like this, like they're you're pissing off so many people and they're going to react in such a bad way in a justified way though. Like if I'll say this, like, thank, thank God Florida schools did what they did where they're like, Oh, we're hitting the X. You know, they did what they did, but in, uh, in typical Republican form, the longer I've thought about it and the more I've listened to it, it's like, we're drawing a line in the sand. Third graders, <laughs> like, like third graders, you can't. Fourth grade, man, <laughs> go ahead. That's when you have to watch the the puberty videos. Was it fourth or fifth grade? But, you know, I think with my class it was like seventh. I could have sworn it was middle school. I remember it was elementary school. We like, I didn't remember. I didn't remember. I don't remember exactly. I I can remember it, but I remember watching it, and I had no clue really what they were talking about. Like, here's the thing. I, and I miss Dawkins in like sixth or seventh grade. I heard how I heard. No, no, ninth grade. Uh, oh, Miss Dawkins was. Ninth oh, grade. dude, she was a the most ve- upfront. She was very intimidating and very loving, large black woman. Uh, <laughs> like that was like but, total sweetheart, but d- was just straight up about everything. And her son was a huge boy. He was giant. Like, but like not just fat. Like just giant. Yeah. But, but like, dude, the thing with health class, I, I didn't have it until seventh grade, and I remember. Like, you had to take the permission slip home and show your parents, like, have them sign it so you could watch the video. I was excited to watch the video because I'm like, I'm going to see boobs. Like, this <laughs> I mean, and everyone else that's seen it's like, no, you're going to see things beyond your imagination that are horrific. I'm like, yeah, but boobs are involved somewhere along the lines, right? And other other parts, too. And I, I It was, like, elementary, and it, I remember it all just went whoosh. Over my head. I no. was like, ew, icky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do heads up seven to <laughs> But the, the it, grossest thing I ever saw was in 10th grade biology. Miss Zulkis made us watch a video of a child being born, but the lady did it bent over a table. Like, it was like reversed backwards, and it like, it was... Like she was like in doggy position? Yeah, but standing, and had it like... And had a baby? Yeah, it was, and like, it was like, it was weird. It was weird. Dude, weird. there's... Yeah, no, it was a thing. It was a thing. But did the baby, like, go kaplunk? <laughs> no, or did they catch it? Yeah, okay. But, like, but they stayed out of frame long enough for you to, like, see everything until the baby was, like, there. Like, and, and it was a... like a catcher's mitt. Like... <laughs> You're out. <laughs> it was violent. <laughs> dude, oh, it's... Uh, children being born is... Hats so... off to women everywhere. Oh, is... dude. Yeah, we got. <laughs> I heard. I heard it somewhere. Another comedian rolling around in my head. I'm pirating this from. But how? How did he put it? He says, "Oh, if you put the shoe on the other foot, and men had to be pregnant, like you'd be like there'd be so many babies with alcohol 
the syndrome. Like, be, be just, you know. I was just thinking there'd be a lot less babies. <laughs> there would. There'd be so many less babies. Uh, abortion would probably be legal. <laughs> Which I'm staying away from that sticky subject too. I don't like it. Uh, it's, there, there's arguments on all sides. No uh, comment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. But, um, oh, hey, I want to get this one thing out, all, out of the way why it's on the top of my mind. Uh, classic bandit, my bad. I correct some information. Uh, Ludwig von Mises. I know I put y'all people to sleep last episode when I brought him up. I'll make it quick. He would call himself a liberal and not an anarchist. Cause back then it seemed like a lot of anarchists were just really communist leaning. Uh, so I need to read up on him a little more, but liberal, as far as he meant, went like away from government influence, but nipping that in the bud, correcting that record back to just talking the shit. All right. We're going to do a Peter Griffin grinds my gears real quick. This is something that really grinds my gears. So I'm not anti-evolution. Can't stress that enough. I'm not like super orthodox and a lot of like the biblical beliefs like that. I kind of lean like somewhere in the middle. I'm in, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Like it wouldn't surprise me if I like I believe in a God. It wouldn't surprise me if he used that to like create things. But when it comes to the account of evolution, as far as like how we've understood it for the past hundred years, you know, how much has it changed? Not a lot. Not a lot. And like the stuff. I mean, dinosaurs have feathers now. <laughs> That is pretty cool. Uh, but, but like, like out, outside of very few things and like, you know, think about how much all the other scientific fields have changed. So this like thing has been stuck in static. This was a thought I had a long time ago while I was on a tractor the other day. Like it just popped back in my head from the ether. And this is something that has always bugged me about the account of evolution, about how people evolved. I'm not saying we didn't. This is my problem with it. We're mammals, right? What's one of the big characteristics about mammals? Breast milk. Breast milk, and sure. Warm, warm-blooded hair. All right. Here's my question. How come every other mammal is covered head to toe in hair, and we're not? I mean, we are, but not like any other animal. There's no other animal that's as bald as we are all over because we don't like banging furry chicks. Well, yeah, I mean, tell that to the French. <laughs> There's a lot of them. But uh, no, but like, so hear me out. What they say, or how I've often heard it described to me, is like, oh, we would get cold and we developed the ability to make blankets and clothes and stuff, so we lost our need for fur. But I'm like, why would we need to make clothes if we have fur? Like, that, that, that that's... Right. We, we wouldn't have spent those resources to do that. So here's my shebang. Here's my little, like, noodle theory. I think there's something to evolution, but I think we're a different thing altogether. I do, too. I think, I think evolution explains some things. Yeah. I don't believe that everything came from one little mm. fish that got on land. Mm. I, don't, I, mm. I don't buy that. I think maybe a lot of things did, and maybe, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. And it's like, I believe yes, drafts next might have gotten longer. Like but that's the one that really, and the more I've thought about it, you know, like, but I've, I've been secondhand reading the Bible through my cigarette talks with my mother lately. Uh, she, she reads it every day and been telling me stories. And I'm sitting there thinking about, it, I'm like, you know, 
they always say like the Bible is from like 2500 BC or maybe like three, 4000 BC and ancient Egypt's like somewhere in that ballpark, but that's about as far back as it goes. But to, have we talked about the erosion thing with the Sphinx? If, no, but I know kind of. I know somewhat about it. Okay, so we're we're gonna get into it a little bit. Uh, so on the Sphinx, there's this geologist. Can't remember his name. I know he's been on Joe Rogan before, and I looked into his stuff after that. So pirating more content. But dude's basically what on a vacation, and he's a geologist that specializes in erosion marks. Right. So on vacation to Egypt, uh, while he's looking at the Sphinx, the guide says, like, you can see where the wind has eroded the Sphinx and all these places, and that's why it's so worn down. And the guy looks at him and is like, yeah, on the top part, it's definitely the wind. It's like, but on the bottom chunks, like, the only thing that erodes like that is water. Like, it's the only thing that can. It makes little river-looking things, right. not, not like sheared, sandpapery-looking yeah. stuff. So they look it up, and I guess it's called, uh, it's a part of the... I'm a butcher in the name. The Uradrius theory is is what this is a part of. But they looked, and the last time there was that much water in Africa had was like twelve thousand BC. Right. And so the correlation to that is like, hey, we only think these people were from four thousand years before Christ. Turns out this stuff is much older. It's at least twice as old. I, I think carbon dating's wrong a lot of the time. I think there's a lot of screwy stuff with it. I think yeah. on some things it, it, it could... I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, the Earth's only 2,000 years. No, me neither. Uh, some, some of it just doesn't make sense. It's always something that's always annoyed me even since I was a kid when they're like, the Earth is exactly 4.5 billion years old. And I'm like, 4.5? Exactly. Yeah. It's not like 4.5789. If, if you round, round it, half a billion, that's still a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, how do you know your thing is that? Because, you, you know, if you go back, one of my favorite people to draw this inspiration from is like Da Vinci. You know, he, at his time of being alive, he was, as far as this Western man knows, was probably one of the most intelligent people in the world. So much that some of his ideas lasted through like helicopters, you know, like right. have you, like he designed a helicopter. I like the Futurama episode where it shows he's the dumbest person from. Oh, I never saw that one. Oh, he's like from a different planet, but he's the dumbest person on that planet. Uh, but he I was on Earth, and he was the smartest person uh, on Earth. I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. But you know, some of his ideas did, but admittedly, like, as intelligent as he was, he could only work with what he had at the time. So a lot of his ideas, like, we could say, like, oh, for the time it was genius, but in reality, as we understand it now, it was wrong. Or it wouldn't have worked. Or, yeah, right, or whatever. But it's like, so these people, how, how do we know we're not just the new version of that? Yeah. Like, oh, we're so certain that we have all this figured out, my, I don't think we have a whole lot. I was watching a guy, one of those, you know, couldn't sleep, you know, the random things you watch on your phone, and it was showing like uh, flat like Earth, Montezuma and stuff. Like, down and we're all, like, we're all the Incas were the mine, like the big. I don't know who I'm joking about flat Earth, but, but I'm uh, listening. But anyways, like they've got all these perfect pyramid, like mm. layer style two walls. And he says, but the, the weird thing is, anywhere that there's been damage, it's repaired with inferior workmanship. Yeah, smaller stones. He's like, if you did it originally, why would you not put it back? exactly with these massive stones like you must have already done like either the technology was lost what? something happened different people came in he's like anywhere you see damage 
It's inferior workmanship repairing it. And I've heard that from not only in that, but it's funny, at our ranch in Texas, uh, we would find arrowheads. And something the guy told us, he said, the better quality, like the more perfect of angles it is and all that, the older the arrowhead. And he said, the crappier it looks, like the more curves and the more, he goes, the newer it is. And we're like, that doesn't make sense. Why is that? He goes, oh, because like it used to be like in the Indians old days, their people would like take a lot of time and perfect one. He said, whatever, towards then when they were getting into a lot of battles, it was just rushed. Right. Chisel, he goes, the new generation's like kind of got a little worn off from it uh but oh when it, when it comes to uh like down there when you see those giant balls made out of stone when right. when like when you see any of this uh some of the, the some of the stuff that you see from only the air yeah and like don't get me wrong i'm not saying i hate the really dismissive rebuttal to all this like oh are you saying human beings just weren't capable of that back then it's like no Sure, with a ton of like slaves and effort, you could do this, but why? <laughs> like, why would you waste so many resources when you could be using that same manpower to clear forest and plant more grain? Right. Like, like you could be using this for such better things. Uh, or again, if if you did it, why can't you fix it back? Even even like in your their holy cities, they're like it's like one of their holiest places. Yeah, and they. Could it, like, they just hodgepodged it back together. Right. As in, yeah. And the Urodryas theory, I know I'm not saying that right. Urodryas theory is, like, I think it was, like, 20,000 years ago or 20,000 B.C. is when they actually traced, ballpark that era, don't quote me on that, a giant asteroid hitting the planet. And they said human civilization might have actually been something and there was a big reset button and our ancestors were the Adam and Eve of the light. Like they crawled from the fallout shelters practically. But, you know, but Egyptian fallout shelters are mine, whatever they are, and got the hell out. And now listen, I'm not saying I 100% believe that, but I'm like, there's, that at least makes some more logical sense for a lot of the things right. than... Than this hundred-year-old official record. Well, even, even in the Bible, there's like the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Like humanity did have oh. all this like great like intellect and knowledge. You know, they tried to build the you know, thing to heaven. Yeah. And God kind of like scattered everybody, made them stupid, and changed their language. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I think it's maybe an explanation. My, I always, I love when I say reading the Bible. My mom just like gives me literally daily updates on it. But I love putting it the interpretation on it. It makes the Bible so much more interesting. I view the Bible as look at this from somebody writing it then. Exactly. That's my thing, is like they're doing their they're seeing things and they're doing their best to write it not only in a way that's common to them, but in a way that literally everybody can if you're a subsistence farmer, right. you can understand what this being said, oh, how a guy plants his field, you got to get, you know, the old Jewish thing about the corner of your cornfield, you need to donate to charity or whatever, and you decide the size of the corner. Right. I have to be much, I'm like, that's cool. Way to go, Jews. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a neat little thing. Uh, I, can I, I, the, the one meme I saw is like, can, can we talk about how in um, X-Men, Magneto, he's the only Jew, but mm-hmm. his, only, his superpower is perfect for picking up change? <laughs> 
True. I saw that in a meme. And I'm sorry, were you talking about the corner of the guy? I just had to. Yeah, you got to bring up old Magneto and the Jews. Uh, so we started off with uh, that rant with biblical exposition and uh, evolutionary theory, and we ended it on superheroes and ethnic groups. Well, that, superheroes can have evolved. <laughs> ethnic groups, too. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, well, guys, it's getting late. This has been a fun episode. Y'all keep tuning in. We'll keep pumping them out. We're going to be here for a while. Uh, the the Merce producer has flown back in from Kosovo, and his plane has landed. Uh, So we will bring y'all more episodes and we will catch y'all next week. Have a good week.